Now, the Coco review, uh, latest from Pixar, and it focuses, well, it's, it's entirely a Mexican endeavor in regards to what it focuses on. And the largest uh, Hispanic film of all time, maybe not largest Latin, I'm not so sure about that, but certainly its, uh, it's focus is entirely on Mexico. No one in it is not Mexican, I don't think. Um, it's a story by Lee Unkrich, who directs it, a longtime Pixar favourite, who's already won two Oscars now, uh, Jason Katz, Matthew Aldrich, and um, Adrian Molina. Edward James Olimus uh, is a, an actor in it, Anthony Gonzalez, Gail Garcia Bernal, Benjamin Bratt, who turns up anything to do with anything Hispanic, Benjamin Bratt's going to be there. And it focuses on a 12-year-old boy named Miguel Rivera, who, it's a, do you know what? I think it's one of the best stories they've ever thrown up. It focuses on, like, the start is... Um, a few generations back, great-great-grandparents back. And the young mother has a baby, uh, a girl, and the husband is trying to follow his heart and make music. And he walks out one day and never to return. Um, and this guy, basically the, the wife is heartbroken and she becomes a very successful maker of shoes but because of how heartbroken she is, she bans music from the family. Throughout history, they have no music, no guitar, no record player, no radio, no song, no musical sounds are allowed. And the family grow up with this and become a very successful family uh, making shoes. But when this 12-year-old boy comes along, he falls in love with this uh, icon from a previous era, who became the biggest musical star in Mexican history. A very flamboyant Elvis in his Vegas era showman, millions of adoring fans. And this kid just, in secret, he's got this little room with records in and his guitar and he learns his guitar and he, he dreams of becoming that one day. Uh, and it gets closer and closer to the point where he's going to have to go into a talent competition to prove himself. Unfortunately, he's busted uh, his grandmother, is it his grandmother? It's mainly his, I think it's his, it's his mother. There's so many generations, I lose track. His mother busts him and he, she finds his stash and she destroys everything he's got that's musical, including his beloved guitar, which he smashed the smithereens. So um, this kid basically runs off and finds the tomb. And this is all based around the Mexican Day of the Dead, something I've got a lot bigger an appreciation for now I've watched this film. It's basically, it's a really interesting concept that every year on the same day, on the Mexican Day of the Dead, relatives put photographs of loved ones in shrines and they go to the graves and so on. And if you've got your photo up, it's a porthole. And basically when you die, you go to the land of the dead. And you stay there as a normal person. But every day on this year, if your photo is put up, you can re-enter and spend time with your loved ones. And it's a really beautiful concept. And I, re I found one element of it so poignant that I didn't realize. And that is you stay in the land of the dead until the last living person forgets you. And I thought that was really quite moving. It's actually a very moving film. It had me in tears a couple of times, I'll be honest. <laughs> 
Um, and this kid goes to steal the guitar from this old Vegas hero Mexican uh, uh, singer-songwriter. And he breaks into the tomb and he steals it. And the second he does, because he's stolen something from the dead, he's immediately transported into the parallel universe that the dead live in. And he's in this graveyard surrounding by the dead that are coming over from the land of the dead to visit their relatives. And his real-life people can't see him anymore. So he then has to go to the land of the dead where he meets his old family, which is a lovely touch. He's got all these people that they've been talking about. And they're all alive in the land of the dead. And it kind of plays on the notion that you are alive if people remember you. And I think that's really nice. Um, and he goes into the into this uh, uh, world, a uh, uh, tried and tested story is, you know, how does he get back? And that's basically where the story takes us. Uh, and he runs into a number of people, including trying to get to this all-encompassing Mexican superhero singer-songwriter who is a massive star in the land of the dead and plays every year at this massive uh, stadium to celebrate the Day of the Dead. Um, and he's got a picture of him with the guitar and everything, but the head's been cut off by the mum. And along the way, he meets this vagabond guy played by Gael Garcia Bernal. Brilliant, brilliant work on the voice on that. In fact, the main ones, uh, Gonzalez Bernal and Benjamin Bratt, are superb. Uh, really, re really good voice performances. And he, he, the whole notion is he's trying to get to play for this guy. So this guy will then, um, somebody has to will you back to the real world, but you have to take their preconditions with you. And all of his family that he meets in the land of the dead say, the precondition is you can never have anything to do with music ever again. So he says, no, I'm not accepting going back that way. I want music in my life. So he sets off to find this guy. And he meets Bernal along the way, who's this deadbeat vagabond con merchant who's desperately trying get, to get back to his daughter that he left behind. And he's terrified because he knows and he can feel that she is forgetting him. And this is many decades previous, and this is the last person in the world that actually ever knew him. And she's forgetting him. And once you're forgotten completely, you disappear and die again. Um, and he ends up being the ex-partner of this guy before he made it big. And I'm not going to go into any more detail about the story, but the way it unfolds is magical. And there are so many twists that really affect you emotionally about what happens throughout the story. Um, visually, it is perhaps the most strikingly beautiful animated film in the history of animation. It's obviously a lot of it's computer generated, but the depth perception on it and the resolution is eye-melting. It's beautiful. Um, it does have a great deal of... In, in the backgrounds, there are hundreds of people milling around and they're all in different focus levels like you get in the real world if they're filming with a real camera. It's an incredible sight, and you do spend a lot of the movie in this um, land of the dead. There, if there are things that I would complain about a little, and it's a little. One, the land of the dead is like a lot of things you've seen before. You know, you go in, you go into this alternate world or this future world where they're transported there, and there are like trains going through the sky and that kind of thing. I thought that was a tiny bit unimaginative in a, in a film awash with imagination. Um, it's still incredible. It's still it's still really well uh, developed this whole realm, but um, it's kind of like a, lot, a few other movies I've seen. 
Other bits, I'd say it's a little bit cloying and sentimental in parts, and it's a little bit too long as well. But they end up being minor considerations when it really fills your heart up. And even though it is too long, a little bit, it's a bit repetitive through that midsection, and there are some overly saccharine bits here and there, because of the story being so brilliant and so completely enthralling, um, I think it earned those moments. I really do. Um, it's, it's less a dazzling film than it is a, a heartfelt film. And the way it progresses towards the end has another, a number of very big moments, at least three moments that just bring you to tears. Um, I found them all dancing around and singing at the end a little bit sappy. But it earns it. It earns it so much. I mean, I'm no fan of E.T., but it's kind of, you know, does E.T. earn its moments, which are a bit sappy? Yeah, it kind of does. Not my cup of tea particularly, but in this one, I found myself overjoyed watching this film. I'd probably give it about an eight and a half normally, but I'm going to give Coco a nine out of ten. Um, I thought Inside Out was possibly a little bit better, as an artistic achievement, and so was Up, and so...